learned so much from this disease and I'm still learning each day, really, you know, to live in the present, you know, never take anything for granted, be present with those around you. Like you'll never get time back. Right. So call your parents or loved ones, take all the photos and just, you know, my dad, he's still such a powerful influence in my life. And he always will be like, he's taught me so much about patience and just being kind to people because you never know what they're going through right so I find like going through this whole journey with Alzheimer's has just changed my perspective on life you're listening to breaking the ice a podcast and community created for wives and girlfriends of professional hockey players but since has turned into so much more Stories shared by women around the globe who come together for a sense of connection and community. You may be in the sports industry, a hockey parent, an athlete, or a person who just enjoys podcasts, but I can promise you, you'll be inspired by these women every single day while we evolve through the tips, tricks, do's, and don'ts for all things hockey. And guess what? So much more. For women, by women, but especially for a hockey community. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Hello, welcome back to Breaking the Ice. If you're new here, this is a podcast created for wives and girlfriends of pro hockey players, but has since turned into so much more women listening just in general, if they like podcasts in the sports world, whatever, you name it. So welcome feel like people are going to kind of be listening to this episode a little bit sporadically this week because for those that play in Europe, this week is our November break that you've probably heard me talk about. So it's a week off from hockey and gives our families a little opportunity to travel around Europe. So my little family is going to Spain. First timer, never been. So I'm super excited, even though it says it's supposed to rain like four of the days. I'm really hoping that that's not the case. So we leave Monday morning. So this episode will come out two days after at 6, 10 a.m. My husband gets back from Innsbruck, which is like a six or seven hour bus Monday morning at like 3 a.m. We're crazy. I don't know why we booked this early flight, but my husband really wanted to get there and have like a full day there instead of getting in the afternoon. So this is what we're doing. Pray for us. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like at this point in the season, like every year, there always starts to be a lot of away games. I know like the first two weeks in December, we have like back-to-back weekends of like three to four days gone, and it's a lot. I mean, I remember even feeling like this way when I just had dogs and no babies. Like if you're in an apartment complex and you have to like have all these responsibilities by yourself, it's like very exhausting. So I was definitely feeling that mental load this week. Like I'm still feeling it right now as I'm recording this intro and our washing machine has been broken. So it's been broken for like a week and a half. And then they finally sent someone out, declared it was broken, knew it was broken. Um, And it's going to take another week for our washing machine to get here. So thankfully, one of the guys had an extra key and gave me his key to his apartment while he's on the road. So I've been like going back and forth to his apartment, taking my dogs out, you know, entertaining my baby who's getting into everything, feeding all of us, trying to get packed, trying to do this. Like, it's just exhausting. Anyways, if you are feeling 
that mental load, I'm right there with you. Obviously, it's like sounds dumb to complain because we have like five days off and, you know, they're gone for three days, but it's a lot for one person to do by themselves. And I'm okay with saying that. So once we get there, I am very much looking forward to a vacation. Today on the podcast, I have Alyssa Millette joining me, and Alyssa's dad is a former DEL and OHL coach. At the age of 52, Alyssa's dad was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. And for those of you that don't know too much about this disease, Alyssa explains kind of what it is and how it progresses. So early onset Alzheimer's is a little bit different than just Alzheimer's because it happens really early and it kind of rapidly progresses. They have been learning about this disease for the past seven years and she has kind of watched her dad, you know, go through this, which is so hard and so painful. And in this episode, you know, we really just kind of get into all of the details about like what his diagnosis was, how she kind of learned that something was off about him by watching him behind the bench. We talk about how important it is to not take life for granted, tell your loved ones that you love them, and really enjoy every moment. She has, you know, at this point in this disease with her dad, like, they're not able to communicate anymore. And it just, it breaks my heart because I can't imagine that, you know. And I know there's a few other women that I've spoken to in the community that have experienced something similar with their parents or you know like maybe this is something that could happen. I really admire Alyssa's strength for coming on the podcast and sharing her story with me because it was not easy. There were definitely tears on both of our ends um, and it was very emotional. I definitely learned more about this disease and in the show notes there are some links where you can donate. They also have an annual golf tournament that they do to raise money. Obviously, this is a really hard time for Alyssa and her family. And so if you're listening to this episode today, go send her some love in the comments on Instagram when I put up this episode with the little audio so that she can know that we're all thinking about her and praying for her and her family. Thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to have you share your story with me today. And I wanted to start off and ask you if you will just tell our community a little bit about yourself and how you're connected to the hockey world. Sure. So uh, my name is Alyssa Millette. I'm from Ottawa, Ontario. My dad, Vince Millette, was a longtime hockey coach. So he was the assistant coach for the Ottawa 67s, which is in the Ontario Hockey League. And he coached there for nine years. He won a Memorial Cup back in 1999. He was also head coach of the Peterborough Peets. So he coached current NHL players like Zach Bogosian and Zach Kazian. He later went on to pursue a professional coaching opportunity in Europe. So he coached in Berlin, Germany, the Iceberg and Berlin hockey team, which is the top league in Germany. Um, He won three DEL championships in 2011, 2012, and 2013. In 2014, that's when I moved to Berlin to live with him. Um, And right away, I noticed a difference in him. And later on that summer, our whole world kind of changed. And he was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's disease at the age of 53. I'm so sorry. I... 
I honestly can't even imagine like what that would be like to be in your position as, you know, his daughter, like coming out there and immediately noticing something. And I feel like sometimes if you haven't seen your parents in a while, like when was the last time you saw him? Uh, we, we would get flown down every Christmas. So for the last three seasons, we would always go down at Christmas time, our whole family and spend New Year's there. And then we would go back again and he would come down in the summer. So we'd see him then, but yeah, finally I just decided, you know, he just won three championships and I was like, you know what, it's time for me to go down there and live with him and experience, you know, another culture and see his hockey games. And yeah, it wasn't too long into seeing him coach, uh, that I picked up on just, you know, him being different and there's just something off. So I had seen him in the summer that summer. So I'd say, yeah, probably like three months. Will you just share with everyone a little bit about like what this disease is? Sure. So when people usually think of Alzheimer's disease, they think, okay, you have it in your, you know, later seventies, eighties, and they just don't remember, you know, who you are, but that's, you know, not at all what it is. There's so much more to Alzheimer's disease. I actually didn't even know before my dad was diagnosed that you could get it so young. I've heard of, you know, stories of people even getting it in their thirties or forties. So it is a very, wow. it's a very real disease and, you know, it really affects your, you know, your cognitive and how your brain works and you just, you're constantly declining and you can no longer communicate. You can't pronounce words anymore, form sentences, you know, there's changes in your personality you hallucinate you yeah there's so much to it um I always tell people because people will say you know what are your dad's symptoms like what's he like and I always tell people you know think of everything that you do in your day-to-day life you wake up you know you go to the bathroom you shower you eat breakfast put your clothes on go in the car you know start your day he can't do any of that without assistance now Mm -hmm. Uh, so Yeah, it's it's a really hard thing to watch, you know, your parents so young go through that and continue to deteriorate, you know, year after year. So actually my um, aunt, she passed away, I think it was maybe five years ago from early onset Alzheimer's. And it was kind of the same age for like, she was, I think she was like 50 when she was diagnosed, but it is kind of crazy because I feel like it's such a rapid disease. Like it happens very fast. Like once they're actually diagnosed you really start to see things decline pretty fast. Was that how it was with your dad? Yeah. First of all, I'm so sorry about your aunt. Um, I just, I'm thinking of, you know, everyone out there who's affected by Alzheimer's disease. I just, everyone's family too. Cause not only does this affect the person, like it has such a huge impact on families as well. So yeah. So he was diagnosed at 53 and then it seemed like he's 60. Now he just turned 60 in May. And it seemed like, you know, the changes happen so slow, but so fast at the same time, because each year something new would happen. Like the first year he was asking me how to spell hockey. And that one kind of broke my heart just because, you know, he's, he's a hockey guy. He, mm-hmm. you know, so that one was hard. And then slowly after that, it was like, he was spelling and it would just turn into scribbles. And then it would turn into him. He's not really reading. He's just, you know, flipping the pages to the book. And then it was, he can't, uh, struggles with communicating and pronouncing words. And then after that, um, you know, going to the bathroom becomes a struggle and showering and um, eating and walking. So, yeah. It must be so hard for someone that is such, you know, 
a guy's guy, right? Like he's a hockey coach. He's in the hockey world to start to experience these symptoms and not really know. Cause I think the, one of the earlier, and you know, I still don't know a ton about this disease, but just kind of from what I've, you know, researched from it, like they don't always know what's happening at first. Like they just feel a little bit confused. And so that must be really hard for him just in his career and, you know, day-to-day life wondering why he was experiencing the confusion. Yeah, exactly. Like at first he wasn't really sure what was going on. And so I had moved to Berlin with him. Um, and I had watched my dad coach hockey since I was a little girl. Like I was always in the ranks. I knew his coaching style and just seeing him behind the bench, like he was just very silent and very quiet. And I just knew that's not his coaching style. Like he's up and down the bench, you know, patting the players on the back, motivating them, probably giving them heck, uh, you know, how <laughs> are. so, and I just find him like less involved. And I remember asking to him, I was like, are you okay? Like you just seem a little bit, you don't seem to love it as much. And I remember him, you know, just kind of, you know, shrugging it off and it was nothing, but then it became an issue when he was in charge of, he was the assistant coach, but also in charge of hockey video. So that was his thing. And he was so good at, you know, presenting it to the players, analyzing the game, breaking it down for them. And I remember him asking me one time, like, could you sit here? Like, what do you think about this? And he would ask me for my opinion. And that was, my dad would never ask me for opinion on it. (laughs) Even though, even though as a coach's daughter, like you're going to give your opinion after the game anyways. Yeah. uh, So that was kind of like a red flag that he was always, you know, second guessing himself and just asking me about the hockey video. And then he was constantly misplacing things. So after the game, he couldn't find his car. He couldn't find his keys or just things in the house. And I know people are like, oh, well, I misplace things all the time. Like I'm known, I don't know where my purse is half the time. I'm like, where did I leave my purse? You (laughs) You know, you lose your wallet, but that wasn't him. Like he was always on. So I knew that was kind of uncharacteristic for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I remember I was just talking to my mom one day while he was at practice. And I was like, listen, like there's just something off about dad. Like he's just, he's doing, you know, he's showing different behaviors and she didn't really think too much of it. We thought maybe he was just, you know, stressed. that's not going to be your immediate thought right yeah no and the European league it's a little bit different because uh, well he just went finished winning three hockey championships so his season would go until May and then you have the team parade the team dinners and then he would stay for the exit interviews and then he'd be home in the summer and he'd run hockey camps to help competitive hockey players in Ottawa get ready for upcoming tryouts And then because of his experience, because he was an OHL hockey coach, and then he had professional experience, everybody wanted him as a guest coach for their summer camps. So he was super busy in the summer. And then their team would be in the European trophy and that would start in August. So they would have to fly him back like middle of July to get ready for training camp. So we were like, you know what, he's probably just, you know, burnt out. There's a lot happening and it's, you know, it's hockey coaches like, your job is always on the line and he wasn't having a great season that year. And, you know, you're basically, you're hired to essentially at some point, you know, when your team's not doing well, they're going to look at you and be like, is he the right person for the job? So you have that sort of, you know, heavy weight on your back. Um, So we didn't really like our immediate thought was, not oh, he has Alzheimer's. We were just like, you know what? He's probably just stressed. Like let's, let's bring him home. So he came home that summer and my mom's been with him since she was 
17 years old. So, you know, she picked up on it immediately. She was like, no, like she couldn't pinpoint it, but she's like, there's something off about him. And he went to the doctors and they ran all of these tests on him and MRI scat uh, cat scans. And uh, yeah. So after all the testing, it was, yeah, he was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. That breaks my heart. Like that your mom has been with him pretty much the majority of his life. I mean, the majority of his life and to, I I just, I can't imagine being with someone for that long and watching them go through this. How has this affected your mom? Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. She's pretty much, you know, she's in survival mode. She's, she's so strong. Like my mom is the most incredible woman ever. I could talk about her this entire podcast, but she really is. She's so caring and patient and loving towards him. It's, it's so beautiful and inspiring to see because she, and she, not only does she stay strong, you know, for him, but she stays strong for my sister and I, and we're just, we're so lucky to have her. And my heart goes out to her because I can't even imagine, you know, the love of your life deteriorating and you're losing a piece of him year after year. I can just tell like through this call, how special and important they are to you. And I'm just, you know, I feel like in these situations, like people don't always know what to say. And like, I might not even say the right things during this call, but I just, I have so much admiration for you for staying as strong as you are. And like, I mean, how do you even compartmentalize something like this happening to your dad, who you look, who you look up to so much. And it just breaks my heart for you guys that, so he came home and then that's when you guys wound up taking him to the doctor. Was he on board? Like, did he know something was up or was he kind of in denial? Like everything's fine. I don't need to go to the doctor. He was in denial. Yeah. He was definitely, he wasn't sure. He's like, no, like nothing's wrong with me. Like I'm fine. He was ready to like go back to Europe. He's like, I got to go coach, like get ready for the season. And the doc, the doctor was like, no, 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 no. Like he, they actually took his driver's license away immediately. They were really? like, they're not, yeah. And so. how, how did they determine that? Like, do, do you remember like what the testing was like to actually diagnose it? Yeah. They'll get you to repeat a lot of like simple words. Like they'll give you like three words and tell you to repeat them or they'll do like the clock with you and uh, just like simple, like cognitive tests. And he, mm-hmm. he wasn't, he was, yeah, he couldn't do any of them, but yeah, it was really cute. Because, well, in a way it was cute because all the doctors that would say, you know, you can tell he's a hockey coach because he never stops trying on those tests. Like he'll be there, you know, he'll keep thinking about it and he'll be like, he just never quits. And that's just how he's always been. Right. So it was really sweet when they would say that he's just always, yeah. What, what's been the hardest part of the diagnosis for you? Um, the hardest part is probably watching him decline, um, year after year. It's been extremely difficult on me and oh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. No, don't apologize. Don't apologize. That's it. It's okay. Like there was nothing that could have prepared us for like what was to come because every case is, you know, different. Like my grandma has Alzheimer's, but they're like two different things. Like she can, I can still talk with her and have a conversation with her versus my dad. It's weekly. He struggles with communicating. 
and he gets confused, you know, with time and place and forgetting where he's going and he'll, he'll hallucinate um, a lot with, you know, the TV, but sometimes, you know, it's really sweet. You got to smile at those moments because he'll see, you know, a lot of his friends are hockey coaches in the NHL and he'll watch their game and see them on TV and he'll just wave and smile at them. I think that they, at that they can see him. So <laughs> that is so sweet. Yeah. But you definitely like, I miss his sense of humor and all his jokes and um, he's still he's still funny though he loves to dance and sing now in public so that's something that's, that's, that's You're like really, wow this has really brought out some uh, outgoingness yeah so he loves doing all that and I just you know I dance with him like I'm not embarrassed I'm like you want to dance in this grocery store we're gonna dance in the grocery oh store but, but you you definitely miss like the simple things just like him you know picking up the phone and just asking you how your day was like he doesn't know how to to call me anymore. Right. Or even doesn't think he can't communicate, you know, how is your day? So you definitely miss that. And it's amazing how much like we take that for granted, you know, being able to call our parents because like, like for myself, I don't have that anymore with my dad. And that's definitely been difficult. Are you guys able to like communicate at all? Yeah. So his communication is very minimum. Like he only knows a couple of words. But the word, like he hasn't lost his beautiful heart. He can still, he still feels for people. And he, he tells me all the time that he loves me probably like 10 times a day. And I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's really amazing that you're able to like find the humor in these situations. And like, just even the fact that you're saying that, like, he's dancing at the grocery store and like, I just join in and dance with him. Like that is so special. And, you know, I feel like you're, you'll always remember your dad as like who he was in his prime, you know, but like these really special moments that you have with him right now, like you'll also remember that. And so it's just really sweet to hear that, you know, you're, you're trying to get all the memories that you can with him he would be really proud of you and just coming on here and like speaking about him and, and honoring him in that way. Right. Yeah. I always want to make sure that I'm, you know, uh, sharing awareness for Alzheimer's and being a spokesperson and um, for him, because he was so well known in the Ontario hockey world, I sort of have that, you know, platform out there to just let people know what Alzheimer's is. And I want to make sure that I'm explaining it enough but at the same time, you know, being respectful towards him because he doesn't have a voice and he can't, you know, say how he's feeling. So I just want to also, you know, respect their privacy. But at the same time, like I want to tell people, you know, this is a very real disease. This is something that has affected, you know, numerous families and people think of Alzheimer's and they're like, okay, so he just forgets your name, but it's like, no, 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 no. Like there's just, there's so much more to that. Right. Do you do you get kind of tired of like explaining to people, you know, not necessarily like awareness, like that's kind of separate, but like, do you, do people ever question you about your dad and do you ever feel like protective or just kind of tired of like answering those kinds of questions? I think the only question that I have a really hard time with when people, you know, say, I think, I don't know if it's a question, but they'll pe- people will say, I think it's time for your dad to go in a home. Or do you think you're going to put it, your dad in a home soon? Like, I just have a really hard time 
with that question. I think that's just, that's personal. That's for our family. You know, mm-hmm. my mom will decide when the right time to put them in a home is she right now. She's okay. She's uh, the strongest woman I know. And she doesn't want to be without him. She wants to be right next to him. And um, yeah, but I just, when people ask me that it, it just, it breaks my heart because sometimes I feel like people don't necessarily think about, you know, what they're saying. And I know their intentions are good, but mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's, I'm not even 30 yet. And you're telling me, you know, to put my dad in a home. Like that's just right. Really, like it's, yeah. it's just a private, it's a private decision. You know, that's not really meant for other people to give their input on or, you know, even ask about really. Yeah. It's a big, you know, it's a life-changing thing to, to put him in a home. Yeah. So that one always makes me really sad, but for the most part, like I'm happy to, you know, share as much information as they can, but also just respecting, you know, my parents' privacy on some things that just stay within the family. Yeah, absolutely. That's completely understandable. So you like to spread awareness about Alzheimer's and what are some things that you like to speak about when you're spreading awareness about this topic? So I love to let people know, you know, what the disease is, what we're going through as a family and just, let them know what I've learned. Like I've learned so much from this disease and I'm still learning each day really, you know, to live in the present, you know, never take anything for granted. Um, be present with those around you. Like you'll never get time back. Right. So call your parents or loved ones, take all the photos and just, you know, my dad, he's still such a powerful influence in my life. And he always will be like, he's taught me so much about patience and just being kind to people because you never know what they're going through right so I find like going through this whole journey with Alzheimer's has just changed my perspective on life this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp for those that have listened to episodes in the past you know that BetterHelp has come up several times from some of my guests living the lifestyle that we do it is so beyond important to talk about our feelings And I think that it would be very valuable to have like a third party listening ear to offer advice and insight into our lifestyle and situations. I think something for me that has kind of delayed my start into getting into therapy is that half of the year I'm living in a different country. So the coolest part about BetterHelp is it's customized online therapy and they offer video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't even have to see them on camera if you don't want to. And it's way more affordable than going to in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with someone in less than 48 hours. So I'm excited to try out BetterHelp this hockey season. I think that people can only benefit from going to therapy. And it probably can only improve the kind of experience you're going to have during the season. So if you're interested in signing up for BetterHelp, you can head to betterhelp.com forward slash breaking the ice. In 2019, we held our first annual Vince Millette Face-Off 10 Alzheimer's Golf Tournament. So that was a big hit. We sold out, I think, 300 people, and we raised um, $30,000 for the Alzheimer's Society. It was our first year doing the tournament, and we were just, me, my mom, my sister, we had no idea what we were doing. It was our first time doing a golf tournament, but the hockey community just really came together, and they were so supportive, and they just... They had our families back throughout the whole thing. Like the 67s, all the coaching staff that had coached my dad came out and former players came out as well. The Peterborough Pete's, a team that he previously coached with, 
they came and ran a putting contest. The iceberg in Berlin, the hockey team came down. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they, um, they actually donated to our silent auction, a trip to Berlin. So that was a big success, which was really, really cool. And then like former hockey players, like Zach Bogosian was like, what's your address? Like I'm sending you guys a Jersey for your tournament. And Pierre Dorian, the general manager of the Ottawa senators, who my dad had worked with in the past, he came out to the tournament and donated so much. So there was just so many extraordinary people at our tournament. And it was just, it was a day that I'll never forget. And we're just, we're so lucky to have such amazing people in our lives. And I'm really, I'm just so grateful for the hockey community. That is so amazing. And did you say that you guys, um, not one, that's not the right word, but um, you raised $30,000. I think it was actually $31,000, but yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, that's huge. That's amazing. Are you guys planning on doing that every year? Yeah. So unfortunately because of COVID, like we couldn't do it in Ugh. 2000 and yeah, for the past two years, we were going to do it this summer of them. We were like, you know what? So many businesses have struggled. Like let's just hold off. And so we'll, we'll do it next year for sure. Yeah. Hopefully everything with COVID is okay by then. And we're able to do it. Yeah. But it was, it was amazing. Now that kind of makes me think of like a, a question based off COVID, which uh, I'm so sick of talking about COVID right? But like, when that whole, when everything started happening with COVID did that, was that really scary for you and your family just with your dad being in the condition that he's in now? Yeah. Um, when COVID happened, that was definitely, we were definitely more cautious for sure. Um, just because, you know, even if he gets like the regular flu, he's completely off and he's, you know, he's almost hospitalized. So we have to be very, very careful with him. Um, we didn't take him out. He didn't see anyone. He didn't go anywhere. Like we just kept, he would go out for walks and stuff, but we kept him as isolated as possible. So that was, you know, and he obviously with all, like he had no idea what was going on with COVID. Like he just, he didn't even question, you know, why can't I go anywhere? or Why can't I see anyone? Like he's just, he's too far along in his Alzheimer's that he didn't understand. Um, but it was hard for him, you know, not to see family and whatnot, because we just felt like he was, really deteriorating that year and we wanted him to see people but unfortunately because of COVID like he couldn't he would FaceTime them and whatnot and but yeah that was extremely hard on our family because all the day programs too were canceled so even to give my mom a little bit of support like nothing was running anymore. Yeah how has your family you know you said that the hockey community has been a really big support for you guys do you guys find like seek therapy? Do you guys go to support groups? Like what are some ways that you guys are able to find your strength? Yeah. So I'm actually in a support group right now. Um, actually Seth Rogan, his, um, his wife, um, her mom has Alzheimer's. So she has, um, a charity that she runs and there's different support groups in it that you can go to. And one of them it's for Alzheimer's. So I go on once a week and it's all, I'm actually the only Canadian. It's all Americans. It's been great to connect with so many different people through, even through social media as well. But, um, everyone's story might be different, but like, we're all connected in some way. And it's just, it's great. You don't feel so alone, right? Like I, I've only connected with one other girl within Canada who is going through the same thing I am. So 
we often will write to each other on social media and just check in and see how things are going. But I haven't heard from anyone else within Canada sort of going through the same thing I have. Um, back when we first started, I went with our Alzheimer's journey. I went to a support group um, in person and I looked around the room and everybody was in their 80s. And so people were like, oh, you're, you must be here for your grandpa. And I was like, no, like I'm here for my dad. And I just remember going home that night, like bawling my eyes up being like, how is this all happening? Like, what is my life? It's just unfair, you know? Yeah. It's really, really hard. You probably didn't know any of your friends, parents that had early onset Alzheimer's. So like, did you really have to lean on like your sister and your mom during this time? Like, when you first found out that he was, he had this up until now. Right. Yeah. Like my, my family is amazing. My sister, like she's got a hockey team of her own because she has three kids and they're all in the five. (laughs) Wow. It's a crazy household over them, but she is so strong. And, um, you know, whenever I'm really sad over everything that's going on or just, you know, having one of those days where I'm just, I just want to be in my bed, just having a little bit of a meltdown or, you know, remember remembering how my dad was like, she just, she gets me on my feet and she's like, you know what? Our dad is here. He's happy. Like everything is going to be okay. Like, let's just, you know, stick together. Dad wouldn't want us to be, you know, upset over this. He would want us to be, you know, enjoying life as much as possible. So I'm really lucky to have such an incredible sister. And like I said, my mom is just her strength throughout all of this has just been, I don't even have enough words to say it. I'm just, I'm so proud of her. She's just the most compassionate person I know. So yeah, we really stick together throughout this. What's your favorite memory with your dad? My favorite memory. There's so many. Um, (laughs) I loved watching him at the rink um, coaching and I love seeing him win a Memorial cup. I was nine years old and that was pretty cool. And he was just, he loved doing things as a family, taking us on vacation. What's your favorite quality about him? My favorite quality about my dad, definitely his sense of humor and just how loving he was. And he always, he always pushed me um, with sports and with my education. Like there was no quitting with my dad. Like you, you fought till the end in your sports and you competed hard out there and he was just very encouraging and motivating. And he actually, at one, one year, he coached my competitive girls soccer team, <laughs> 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 which, was, which was really different because we were all in high school and he was used to coaching like, you know, boys who are 16 and older. And now he's coaching like our, our girls team. And he, he tried to, you know, give us a lot of, he was, he was a tough coach on us. Yeah. Like, Everyone's yeah, like, who is this yeah, guy? Yeah. And we're all like, we're in our year where it's like, we're having prom. So we're talking about prom and our nails. And my dad's like, girls, like, let's go. We're here to work. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. So that was, fun. that was probably also one of my favorite memories was his, co- him coaching my, uh, my soccer team and going to a Taylor Swift concert with him was pretty fun too. <laughs> or even just watching the bachelor with him. Like he was, he was down for that. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love when guys watch The Bachelor. It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> I love yeah. always hearing their input. You're like, please tell me what, what you think, because it's always like the best one-liners. 
Yeah, I mean, he'll just be chirping the whole time, but he loves yeah. just spending time with us. So he would he would watch whatever I wanted to watch. <laughs> yeah, well, he sounds like a really good dad. Is there like a place that people can donate for this disease or just for yeah. your dad in general? On the Alzheimer's Society, you can uh, definitely donate. And yeah, I'll have more information about my golf tournament within the coming months because we're going to have to start preparing for that uh, come January. So when he first got diagnosed, he actually had called me telling me that he had early onset Alzheimer's disease. And my immediate reaction was what? I was very confused. Mm -hmm. I was in denial because I didn't believe you could get Alzheimer's so young. Um, I remember thinking to myself, like, how is this happening? And it just seemed like like I said before, like the changes happen so slow yet so fast. And I felt like the moment I realized that he really had Alzheimer's was when he kept asking me like how to spell things for him. And when he would write in cards for my mom and stuff for her birthday and whatnot. And, um, that really just broke my heart early on. And now we're seven years with this disease and it's just, seeing what he's going through each month is just, it's been really, really difficult. And I just, some days are really tough. Um, but like I said earlier, we just try to stay as strong as we can for one another. You sound really strong and I'm I feel like that's the last thing people want to hear when they're going through something hard is like, you're so strong, you know, because like, I'm sure there's days where like, you don't want to have to be strong. Right. It's like, no one deserves to see their parent have to go through something like this. And I think a really devastating part of this disease is that like, no one can prepare you for it. Right. Like you probably had no idea that this was even like in the cards for you and your family. No, like no amount of research could have prepared us for this. Like no doctor said, you know, your dad won't be able to communicate. Nobody told us that. Like, so, you know, not being able to just have conversations with him that, you know, makes sense has been difficult. And I find, you know, when you're older is when you want to lean on your parents the most and you want to ask them, you know, questions about life and you just, you have a whole new appreciation for them. And I just feel like now it's just really difficult that, you know, I want to ask him so many things and I can't, and that's been really hard. Yeah. If you could say something to your dad right now, and I'm sure you say things to him all the time and he, you know, he might not be able to respond, but like, what would you say to him if he could communicate with you right now? Mm-hmm. Oh. I would just tell him, well, I tell him still to this day, but like, just, I'm so, so thankful for him because he's made me, you know, so strong and just have a whole new appreciation for life. And I'm just, I'm so blessed to have him as my dad. And, you know, unfortunately his brain, his brain isn't working like it used to, but I still love him all the same. And just that, you know, he was a phenomenal hockey coach. He was, he was so fair and he treated players so well. And he always, you know, 
he pushed you to be your best. There was a lot of tough love, but he, he wanted you to succeed. And it was just, you know, to make you better. And just still to this day, like my mom will always be out with him and have people come up to her and they'll say, you know, your dad was the best coach I ever had, or I'm the coach I am today because your dad was such a great mentor to me. And most recently we had someone say, I wouldn't have got a hockey scholarship if it wasn't for your dad. So when people come up to us and say those things, like it just, it touches us, you know, touches our hearts. And it just, he was such a phenomenal guy and coach and just, it's weird because, you know, you're constantly grieving with the, this, this disease and it's, it's a weird feeling grieving the loss of someone who's still alive because, mm-hmm. you know, every year they're changing and you're grieving what they used to be, the person they used to be. And then you're grieving for what's to come. Mm-hmm. And that, that can be really hard to, you know, even explain to somebody who hasn't gone through it. Just hearing you speak about that is like very moving. Like you can tell how much, you know, you love your dad and like how close you guys are. And I'm, I'm really sorry that you have to go through this. And like, I can completely see, you know, why you like, you're watching him go through this. And like you said, you just kind of have to grieve through this process, even though like he's still alive and he's still here. Did you have to find closure like with this? I'd say like the first three years, we kind of kept quiet. Like we didn't really tell anyone what was going on. No one really knew why he wasn't coaching hockey anymore. Um, So, and we weren't really sure, like there's a part of us that still hoped, you know, maybe it wasn't Alzheimer's because it was still pretty early on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm losing my word. (laughs) Um, So in 2018, that's when I, wrote a news article for the Ottawa Sun and we had a phone interview. And then the next day I didn't realize, but he was on the front cover of the Ottawa citizen about his Alzheimer's um, because, you know, he was an assistant coach for the Ottawa 67. So he was well known in the hockey community in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And then our story uh, went out there like that. And then that's when I yeah, sort of, you know, realized that I need to be a spokesperson for Alzheimer's. I need to, you know, advocate as much as I can and hopefully be able to reach out to, you know, as many people as possible in their twenties who are going through this and just mm-hmm. make them feel that they're not alone. You know, I love that because I feel like I'm sure, you know, you like we're seeking those resources, right. When you first found out about it and it sounded like from like you going to that support group and like everybody was older, like you probably felt a little bit out of place, you know, even though this does happen to people more often than we would think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I couldn't believe the amount of people who are in their twenties and they're a caregiver for their parents who are in their fifties. Like I was just mind blown. It's, it's so sad. Yeah. I'm happy that you're able to find though, like a group of people through a different support group that were like more your age to like kind of normalize you know, your feelings and like validate them and be like, Hey, there's like more people that are, you know, kind of watching our parents go through this at a young age. And like, I'm sure that was like really important to you to find that community. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so grateful I did because it's, it's really helped me get through this. My, my family has, you know, been my strength through all this, but you know, meeting so many people across the world has also really, really kept me strong. So very fortunate. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just like telling your story and, and trusting me to, to be the one to share it on my podcast. You know, I know that wasn't easy for you to speak about, but I'm really glad that you did. And, you know, hopefully we can spread a little bit more awareness about this in, in this community. And, um, you know, I would love to put those links up in the show notes for people to learn about it. If they want to donate, they can donate it. Um, but I just really appreciate you being here today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to share my journey, like our journey with Alzheimer's and yeah, I'm so grateful for what you do for, you know, the community and just connecting all of the hockey girlfriends and the wives and everyone involved in, in hockey. It's so great to see. And-